you ever gotten in the point of your spiritual journey where you just kind of feel like, man, I'm going through the motions. I pray because I'm supposed to, not because I want to. Uh, I go to church because, well, I, I need to be a good example for my kids. Mm -hmm. uh, I read my Bible, but it doesn't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. In fact, I don't even remember what I read after I read it. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe you have spiritual apathy, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. What do you do when your spiritual disciplines are overtaken by apathy? My name is Dan. I'm with Ben. We're the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship in suburban Charlotte. Ben? You and I both have been believers a long time, been in ministry a long time, and we can both admit that at times mm. it is possible that apathy kind of overtakes our spiritual disciplines. Well, maybe you, but not me. <laughs> I mean— well, you always were more spiritual than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's why I need you in my life. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And and uh you know, I was gonna I was gonna make one kind of sarcastic comment, but I already used my sarcastic comment on that I never struggle. But I was my, my other sarcastic option was just have a double shot of espresso and you should be fine. <laughs> well, I'll preach twice as fast, that's for sure. Espresso is wonderful for so many things in life. Um absolutely, Dan. I think that nobody ever walks with God long enough that you feel like, oh, yeah, you know, you're going to hit this wall. You're going to, in fact, I remember, do you, do you know John Piper's most famous book, Desiring God? Desiring God, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He wrote a book a few years after that called When I Don't Desire God, hmm. because the whole idea was, you know, obviously we as Christians should have a desire to know God and to walk with God and to commune with God. And yet there are times when, when all is said and done, we get up and we're like, ugh, like mm -hmm. we just don't have that, we just don't have that feeling anymore or that desire, the desire is not there. And I, I was so thankful that um, John Piper wrote that book. And I'm, in full disclosure, I've never read one page of that book. I just know, that I, so I don't know what's in the book. But the title really but means the title, something to you. <laughs> the title spoke to me, Dan. Um, but, but I think it's important that he acknowledges that that our Christian walk is not always like this 45 degree angle upward, you know, just smooth and straight and upwards. There are twists and turns and there are moments where we hit a wall spiritually or we feel dry. I mean, even David wrote about this, right? There are times when, when he's writing in scripture where he feels like, hey, where are you, God? And I don't, I, you know, the, whether it's lament, whether it's complaint, whether it's sorrow, uh, whether it's betrayal, there are times when, or if it's just like, God, I just don't feel like you're there. There were there are moments when we don't feel like we're really close to the God or we really know what to do next. And so, yeah, absolutely, the, the reality of apathy in, coming into our spiritual life is a very normal thing to happen. Yeah, and... I think sometimes we want to overly spiritualize a lot of things, but in, in Christ, we are his beloved, we are his family, we are his children. Yeah. Um, and pretending that we have not grown cold spiritually mm. does nothing to get us out of that route, pretending like everything's okay. And, and I, I'm so glad you said pretending, because I think we, you and I have, you know, we've been in ministry now, you four decades, I'm, I'm, I'm on two decades plus, but... We've all had people in our church that they are the super Christians. Mm -hmm. Every time you meet them, like, I'm doing great. God mm -hmm. is so good. He's on the throne. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, no one can be that 
happy and that like well, they confident. Have, they have the spiritual gift of espresso. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure. But you know what I'm talking about? Like you almost want like just be real and honest with me. Yeah. Because there are people that they come Remember, across. Remember, even the disciples, right after they had been in the upper the room, disciples fell struggled. asleep in prayer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things that, um, yeah, you can pretend that you never struggle, but I think you're pretending. I think yeah. that's the biggest thing. Yeah. So what do we do? How do we break out of it? How, you know, because, again, we don't want a period of apathy to turn into a lifestyle of one. Yeah. You know, there's a there's a verse, as I was doing some study for this, uh, I came across Romans 12, 11. It says, do not be slothful in zeal. And that word zeal means diligence. So this idea of I'm going to, you know, maintain this, this work ethic. Uh, but be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. So these three statements, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. And that one phrase, fervent in spirit, it's only found one other time in scripture, but it's the idea of this fervency. It's it's the Greek word of putting, a. the picture is putting a kettle of water, a kettle of water on a fire and it coming to a boil. So it's this idea, the fervency is, if you think about boiling water, that's the picture that they want you to have. And so this idea that I'm, I've got this energy, I've got this life, I've got this bubbling up inside of me. And so, yeah, that's where we need to be. And it's, and it's kind of like, hey, don't do this, be like this. And don't you love it when, when the Bible just says, hey, be like this, mm-hmm. you know, rejoice yeah. in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice and, and don't be anxious for anything, mm-hmm. but it, you know, there are times when you're like, just be like that? Like, okay. Mm-hmm. So what I want to say first and foremost is this. We all have the capacity and we all have the power to overcome our feelings. I think that's number one. Mm-hmm. You have to believe that you are not just going to be tossed around like a like a boat on a, on, on in the ocean. It's like, well, wherever the waves of the emotions take me, mm-hmm. or we we wait for something good, quote unquote, to happen to us externally, circumstantially, that gives us a reason to somehow be fervent in spirit. So I think we we cannot be passive when you are feeling these sense of apathy. The last thing you want to do is just be like, well, I just got to wait for something to happen. You know, so I, I think that you need to take ownership that, okay, as much as I'm feeling like this, and this is natural, okay, don't don't be fake own it. Say, man, God, I really feel empty right now. God, mm-hmm. I really feel dry. I really feel apathetic. I mean, I think being honest with God about our feelings is really important. And then understanding you have the opportunity to walk through it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that doesn't mean that you're going to do one or two things and all instantly like bang, things are going to feel better. It might be a process. You might have to learn some things. You have to walk through this season. And I think that's one of the th- words we've used in almost every episode is seasons. Like mm-hmm. there are seasons of these things, but I think you have to walk through them. And so um, I've got a lot of things here that I've written down, but but I think the first question I would ask myself is, uh, I guess two questions. Number one, okay, what's missing? Hmm. Really ask yourself, what is missing right now? Because I know this isn't the way God wants me to be, even though it's natural to feel like this. Um, and then number two, the second question I would ask myself is, what am I looking for? Hmm. What is missing? 
and what am I looking for? And when I say write those questions down, write them down, contemplate, write down your answers. Because I think sometimes one of the things that I've learned is there are things in our brains that until we get it down on paper, we don't really know what's there. Take some time and to write some things out so that you might know, how would I answer those two questions right now? What What's missing and what am I looking for? And I think when you answer those questions, it might reveal some of the some of the gaps that you're feeling in your life. Yep. Yep. And, you know, part of that is is the need to be realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think sometimes we expect everything to be a 10 out of 10. Yeah. Uh, we, you know. And social media exasperates that. Oh, uh, You know, like always, you just yeah. feel like if I don't have a 10 of, out of a 10 day, yeah. you know, woe yeah. is me. Yeah. But the reality is not every vacation is a 10, mm-hmm. not every conversation is a 10, not every meal is a 10. <laughs> um, and you wouldn't know a 10 if you didn't have a few fives and sixes yeah. or ones or twos. Yes. Uh, you know, every, every day that you go to the word, every day that you pray, you may not experience a 10. Mm. That doesn't mean that it's worthless. It doesn't mean that you should succumb to a, well, I'm just going through the motions. Yeah. Well, sometimes going through the motions is the right thing to do. The scripture says, commit your ways into the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Right. You still ought to do the right thing, even if you're feeling apathetic. Yes. I, I don't think, I'm glad you said that because not every, I think if we expect every single time we open up the Bible and to pray to have this Mount Transfiguration experience, yeah. Yeah. we're fooling ourselves, yeah. right? Uh, to, to think like, oh man, I've got to... We've all remembered those spiritual moments, those experiences. Where it feels like the veil between heaven and earth is thinned, and we can just sense God's presence, and we can become addicted to those kinds of things. And, and in some ways, we get addicted to the experience as opposed to really pursuing God. And mm-hmm. so I think it's really important that we're not, we don't seek out those experiences for the sake of the experience. I think that's that's really important. Yep. Well, um, what, what else did you have on your list in terms of You know, of one that... of the things, okay, so one of the things I, I'm really wrestling with is, I, I wrote down this, you know, apathy comes when good good things can become mundane. And you know, when good things become mundane, we've lost something. And I wrote three things down. We've lost our hunger, we've lost our desperation, and we've lost our wonder. Mm-hmm. And I think about times in my life when I felt apathetic, I've lost my hunger. What I mean by hunger is I've lost my hunger for learning, for for desire. Like I don't there are times when I'm like, I just want to know more about God. And you know, Paul saying, you know, uh, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. Like Paul, and I'm sure Paul had down moments too, but like I think about that and say, honestly, do I have that kind of hunger, that desire in, in me? Is, or is it missing? Is it, Are there other things I'm filling in with my life that are fi- feeding me a false sense of what I'm trying to find in, what I should be finding in God, I'm finding in something else. You know, there's two there's two passages of Scripture that I've, I pray on a regular basis, and one of them is in Psalm 63, where it says, um, you satisfy my soul as with fat and rich food. Mm. Therefore, I, you know, I will praise you with joyful lips. And the other one is a verse in Psalm 16 that says, um, in your presence there is fullness of joy, and at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. There's this idea that God is the one who satisfies us. God is the one who gives us fullness of joy. He's the one that gives us pleasure. So pleasure, satisfaction, joy, like... I think if there's one thing that the human soul desires, it's this 
that that those feelings of satisfaction. And when you are finding um, substitutes, what happens is your desire to have those that your soul have God meet those those desires inside of you. You're finding them in these substitutes. It's gonna take away from your true desire of God. And so I think you need to be aware of if my desires, if my hunger uh, for God is not there, what am I eating? What am I eating in substitution for that? You're eating cheese balls <laughs> instead of salad. We were talking about cheese. We were talking about cheese puffs before we, we, we rolled today, man. I knew you were going to find a way to find bringing cheese cheese puffs. By the way, Dan is a cheese puff connoisseur. So if you want to ever give Dan a present, oh, no, don't give me bring credit. in cheese puffs yes, for Dan. Yes, but I'm not a connoisseur because I'll eat any kind of cheese puff. So it does not have to be. You can do the 7-Eleven ones or the... Gourmet ones. Oh, we, you know, Dan was making fun of me because I only eat certain kinds of cheese. I don't. I first of all, I don't eat cheese puffs. But if I do, it's a certain ma- certain kind of cheese puffs that I will actually eat. <laughs> but Dan, no, he, I have no standards. He has no standards. <laughs> His DNA strands are just, just a fluorescent <laughs> <Bright> orange. <laughs> um, but I think so. I think that's the the one thing is all right. What am I? What am I filling my life up with? The second one is desperation. If, if Dan, if we were to really consider what we need from God, we're desperate with our whether it's our marriages, our kids, our you know finances. There are times when when in life, the daily bread is at risk, and when that's at risk, man, God, I need you. And sometimes we just forget how much we need God, or how much God does, how much He gives to us. And so sometimes we just need to be reminded of how much we really need God and how much we're desperate for him. And the last one is our wonder. And I think that, man, it is so easy to lose your wonder mm-hmm. as a, the longer you walk with God to, to just kind of like, Oh yeah, I've read that story. Yeah. I've, I, you know, and, and I remember the, um, very famous line from the line, the witch in the wardrobe, when the, when the Pevensey children are, about to be introduced to Aslan, and they ask Mr. And Mrs. Beaver, you know, well, is he safe mm. to meet this lion? And Mr. Beaver's like, safe? He's not safe, but he's good. And I think that for those of us, we if, if we've got comfortable enough with our understanding of who the God of the universe is, that we've lost this idea that, you know, he almost feels safe to us. Mm. He's not safe. He's good, but he's not safe. And when we've when we've lost our wonder, I think we've lost something very important and something very vital that we need in our Christian life. And, you know, sometimes it's not just a church service that's going to bring that back. It's not just, you know, reading a Bible. I mean, the Holy Spirit can do a lot of things, but I think that's a that's a cry of our hearts. God, I want to I want to be hungry again. I want to be hungry for you. God, I want to be desperate again. God, I want to be, I want to have wonder again. And I think there are times in our life that we just need to go to God in that honesty and say, God, renew this fervency and spirit inside of me because I'm lacking something. And let me tell you, God will, I believe that God will be faithful to answer that prayer if you do it. Yeah. And you know, one of those qualities I think that we underemphasize sometimes is just the perseverance aspect of Mm. all of the right things that we should be doing. Um, apathy tends to breed more apathy. Yeah. Um, and, and then you, you almost spiral into it. Um, but at, at some point you kind of have to kickstart yourself. Yeah. You, you have to say, I have lost my wonder or I, I am not seeking God as I once did. Mm. 
and and break the cycle by persevering in the right things, not giving in to the wrong things. I, and I, I'm so glad you said that because I think a lot of times we think, well, I'm just going to stop doing some of these yeah, some of these because principles. I'm not getting anything out of it. I'm anyway. not getting. I mean, right. and you can people can do that with church. I'm not getting anything out of this church. Therefore, I'm not going to go there anymore. Whatever. Um, don't stop. Don't stop doing the things that are good because you know that's why they're called disciplines. If they were, if they were called, you know, if they weren't called disciplines, it'd be, it'd be quite easy. You know, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to discipline yourself to eat ice cream every day. No, All right, that's not. That's not a discipline. Disciplines are known as something that it takes effort to do them. Mm-hmm. And it, and again, it it should get, um, it should get easier over time. But push. Sometimes we have to push through these barriers. Sometimes we get through to say, well, I'm just not getting as much out of. Okay, well. Again, there's there's some things you can do to kind of revisit some of your disciplines, but don't don't stop yeah. doing them. I think that's really important. Yeah, and a lot of people, I mean, a lot of runners, not me, not being one of them, but <laughs> you know, they they talk about getting into the zone. You have to push yeah. through the barriers that's to right. get into the zone. That's right. Where and once you know what it feels like to be in the zone, you you begin craving that again. Yes. And it's why people who are consistent in their exercise don't feel good at all when they stop it. Yeah. Because they, they know that breaking through, persevering, getting to that zone. And, you know, the, the scripture uses the analogy of a race over and over and over in the 100%. New Testament. Yeah. We run with patience the race yes. that is set before us yeah. and lay off those things that mm. prevent us from running the race well. So, so those are very, very important. I've got seven... R E statements here. Okay, so you got you got thirty I, you got thirty sh- seconds apiece for them. Can okay, you do it? I'm gonna try. All right, here's here's what I would say. Um, number one, you need to recognize if there's any sin in your life. Okay, if you're ap- apathy, make sure that is this coming from a sense of a spiritual stronghold in my life that that sin is taking over. Um, number two, read something new. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think you you know just. Or study something that you've never studied before. Just but but learn, figure out a way to dig into something you've never learned before. Where it, w- it might be fasting, it might be silence, it might be you know whatever it might be. But just you know, don't there's all you don't know everything. Yeah. So find something you don't know something. Shake about your snow globe and read it. Yeah. Okay, read something new. Um, number number three, remind yourself of the why. Again, why am I doing this? Why? why uh, if you don't, if you forget the why, again, that goes back to some of our previous um, episodes. You, we just lose sight of what we're doing, mm-hmm. and so the why of why we gather because I want to meet with Jesus. I want to sit with him. I want to know, like Paul said, I want to know him in the power of his, of his resurrection and in the fellowship of his sufferings. And that's why I'm doing this. That's why I'm praying. That's why I'm reading. That's why I'm doing all these things because I've I have this desire. Um, so remind yourself of the why. Um, Revisit the cross. Number four. Mm. I don't. Th- I, I think there are times where we need to make pilgrimages. Pilgrimages are really important, but we need to make daily a daily pilgrimage to the cross to remind ourselves of how sinful we were and how sinful what we deserve from Christ and from God and what instead we've received from God. If you if your heart can go walk up to the cross and remain cold you have a problem, mm-hmm. okay? So we got to revisit the cross daily. Um, number number five, renew your mind. Renew your mind. And I think one of the ways I renew my mind um, 
reframing it. Uh, I like the practice of gratitude. And so one of the things that will kickstart me emotionally every day is spending time in gratitude, thanking God for what he has done, thanking God for what he is doing, what I have received, even some of the problems. God, thank you that you've given me this challenge because I'm see, I'm learning these things. God, thank you for teaching me. Like I try to, if I'm ever in a rut, the biggest thing to kickstart me in a positive direction is gratitude. Mm -hmm. So renew your mind. Number six, uh, reflect on your journey. You know, sometimes when we feel apathetic, we forget where we've come from. And so reflect, go read old journals, remind yourself, if you're going to write out your story of the last year, what have you seen God do? How have you changed? So so sometimes we forget, we we are stuck in a moment and uh, we we just get, we don't know how to get out of it. And so, by the way, that's a U2 song. I just remembered that. Man, that's a good song. Anyways. Chase that squirrel, (laughs) didn't you? (laughs) Reflect on your journey. Lastly, um, reorganize and reschedule your routine. Sometimes it's just, okay, if if I've been doing this X, Y, Z, I'm going to do a little bit different, but I'm not going to stop reading the Bible, stop praying, but I'm going to pray differently. I'm going to read my Bible differently. I'm going to try a new spiritual discipline. I'm going to new new room, new position. Whatever it is, you're going to... Reorganize and reschedule the routine that you normally been doing. Those right. are powerful. Those are my seven. R- you should R-E's. you should rewind the podcast and write those seven words down because they will transform. Yeah, and they will remove apathy. You know, this has been an important topic. We've just got started. We've just started on this. You will be able to take it further. Ask God to show you where you're apathetic in your life and your walk with Him. Ask Him to renew and ask Him to show you ways in which you can refresh your walk with Him. Mm. Thanks, as always, for listening to us here at Life Talks. I hope you'll share us on social media with your friends. And you can always contact us with ideas for suge- ideas for other episodes or questions you'd like to see us address at lifetalks at lifecharlotte.com. Until next time, thanks, as always, for joining us here at Life Talks. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. The Ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit lifecharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.